September serve churches to honor God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ, worshiping, serving, celebrating together. Over the next few Sundays, we are exploring this, what is true about Timberwood, right? Renewing our commitment to outreach, spiritual formation, leadership. Additionally, we'll talk about service, and we'll talk about giving, and we'll talk about communion, and we'll talk about history. It's about taking thought and time. It's about reflecting. It's about reminding. It's about acting. What happens at Timberwood Church isn't complex. It's not cutting edge. We're not on the cutting edge of anything. We sing songs of faith. We tell stories. We preach from this book. We baptize. We remember in communion. We give of what we have, our time, our talent, our treasure, so that the cause of Jesus Christ can move forward. We try to do so in a generous, compelling way, faithful to the call of Jesus, relevant to life, dependent on the Holy Spirit, anchored, surrounded, perhaps a better word, by Jesus' words. Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus said, go and make disciples. If the purpose of Timberwood Church is to honor God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ, worshiping, serving, celebrating together, then outreach, spiritual formation, and leadership are the primary, are primary in accomplishing this purpose. What kind of place is this? Have you ever wondered, you know, like, what kind of place is this? Maybe the first time you drove by, or, or even now, what kind of place is this, you know? It's a place, right? But, but this physical place is just a placeholder for the church, and the church isn't a building. The church is the people of God. Really important we understand that. People are like saying, well, no, 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 it's not a building. Building's a location. Building is a campus. Buildings are buildings. But church, you know, people, you know, with a little thing, you know, here's the church, here's the steeple, open the door, see how, okay, so like the, the thing inside, that's, that's the church. It's not, it's not this, right? It's not, it's, it's you, it's us, it's we, it's us. What kind of place is this? It's a place where anyone, anyone can walk through the front door. Anyone. If you are the height of perfection and beauty, you can walk through the front door. If you come in with a semi-load full of, of baggage and messed up sense of world and life and self, you can come through the front door. If you have questions about this or that, if we wonder who we are, if we're not pretty, if we don't feel good about ourselves, if we feel great about ourselves, anyone, anyone can come through the front door. In fact, there has been times where someone's walked through the front door and then at staff meeting on Monday, we'll be like, did you see who walked through the front door yesterday? And we'll be just like, because anyone can walk through the front door. Someone you agree with, someone you disagree with, someone who holds your political beliefs, someone who doesn't hold your political beliefs. Anyone. 
Outreach is being a place where people who don't know Jesus can come to know Jesus. This is baked into the DNA, mixing my metaphors, of Timberwood Church. 20 years ago, there was a group of individuals, six, right? Six individuals, basically a small group. It, that group grew. It grew very quickly, okay? Fall 2003. They were challenged. They would say, asked, would you be willing to be a part of something unique? Would you be willing to be a part of a church that primarily existed, okay, so that anyone could walk through the front door? My paraphrase. They were offered this idea. Okay, do you have kids? Do you have adult children? Do you have adult children that live in a town? Do you have adult children who live in a town who don't go to church? Some people said yes. Some people said no. If you had adult children who lived in a town and didn't go to church, would you want them to go to church? Everyone said yes. That's what we want to create. 20 years ago, that was the challenge issued, right? We, we want to be that place, a place where people who maybe wouldn't go to church would go to church. It seems obvious, but often we embrace a church solely as something for me. We, we kind of think, well, what can I get out of church and what does it offer for me? And, and to be sure, if a church doesn't offer something that you benefit from, then, then yeah, you probably need to evaluate but, but Timberwood, like at the beginning, before it was called Timberwood, the question was asked, what if, what if we created something that wasn't primarily about what it did for me, but what it did for someone who didn't know Jesus Christ? Some people said, I'm not really interested in that. <laughs> Truthfully, nope, I want a church for me. But the vast majority, because we sit in a space, the vast majority said no. Creating something that I'm going to benefit from that is primarily about a person who doesn't know Jesus to be able to walk through that front door, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. So that's what kind of place this is. It, it's a place where anyone can walk through the front door at any time with all of the stuff that they come with and encounter Jesus Christ. That's the what. The why, John 1.14. And the word, capital W, word, logos, alternate name for the second person of the Trinity when he's incarnated, becomes known as Jesus, well, actually, Yeshua, we just translated Jesus, okay? Second person of the Trinity, the Word of God. When the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son, only the unique one, the special one, from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word, the second person of the Trinity, becomes flesh, is named Yeshua, Jesus Jesus comes to save people from their sins. Jesus says, come, follow me. In John 10, Jesus says, I have come to give life. And this is a place where people are introduced to that life. It's not the only place. 
It's a place. If you've ever looked at some of the things that we said about Timberwood Church, okay, we don't describe ourselves as the local church. We describe ourselves as a local church. We're not the, okay? We're a, we're part. We're part of this thing that is much larger than, than we are. This is a place where people are introduced to life. One of the most significant verses in the Bible, John 6, 40. For this, Jesus is talking, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. What kind of place is this? Anyone can walk through the door. Why? To be saved. To be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The life-changing invitation to follow Jesus Christ. The incarnation is God coming close to humans so that they can understand. The existence of Timberwood Church is to further that invitation. The reality of God's reality communicated to humans. To, to quote my friend John, you got to be Jesus with skin on. That's what we want to do here. We want to be Jesus with skin on. We want to be something real and tangible. It's why you might invite a friend to church. It's why we support a place like Bridges of Hope. It's why even when we give out a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus, it makes a difference. The what, a place where anyone can go. The why, because life, eternal life, found in Jesus Christ is so incredibly important. The how? These three things, right? Sorry. Outreach, spiritual formation, leadership. And we have to start with one. I mean, it's kind of like one foot or another, right? It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like uh, uh, first among equals or the Latin title of today's sermon, right? It's, it's how do you start, okay? You start with your left foot or you start with your left foot or you start, you know, or if you're military, you go left, left, left. Right, left, right, okay? So you start with one foot. It's not to say that the other foot isn't important, no. No, it's tough to walk with only one foot. You can hop with one foot, but walking, you kind of need both. It's why equipping a person with crutches or a scooter or a prosthetic limb can be life-changing. That's a separate thing, right? Walking, you start with one leg or another. The foot we start with is, is outreach. Outreach is first among equals. It's not better than spiritual formation, Next week, Eric is going to speak to this very potent reality of having spiritual formation happen in our life. Outreach isn't better than spiritual formation. Outreach isn't better than leadership. Leadership isn't better than spiritual formation. Spiritual formation isn't better than leadership. It's just the foot that we start with. It's the place where we begin. We, we all must start to follow and we want this to be a place where people can always start to follow. If you've never started to follow Jesus Christ, 
This is a place. This is a place where you can start to follow. We want this to be a place where people can always start to follow. Although I suspect that there are some who might engage in spiritual formation before they come to a place of saying yes to Jesus the first time. Think the Ethiopian reading scripture. Outreach. Being a place where people who don't know Jesus Christ can come to know Jesus Christ. Outreach happens at Timberwood Church, kind of like setting the table for guests. Let me tell you what happens. Let me tell you what you experience on a Sunday morning because it is very intentional and it is all done with an awareness of outreach. You drove into the lot this morning, you got out of your car, okay? The first thing that happens, you saw the door. Seems obvious, but if you can't see where you're going, it's really tough to get there. But even before that, as you drove in, you drove in and you immediately saw what first? A cross. Because that's how we identify. We don't identify with a political identity. We don't identify with any nationalistic hue, although we love the country in which we live. We identify as followers of Jesus Christ, cross-centric. You drive in, you see the cross, you park your car, you see the front door, you're warmly greeted, you take two steps in, you're in this space, right, that has been created to have this cacophony of sound and excitement and joy because we want to have this vibe of celebration. As you stand, you can immediately see where, if you have children, you can take advantage of excellent children's programming. And if you want to do that, Timberwood Kids are a great place. It's amazing. You're safe and all of the things and you get a break from them and it's wonderful. You can see a place. You can see a place where the bathrooms are. Okay, you just, all you did was walk in through the front door. Well, first, you were greeted by Bob. <laughs> Critical, right? Make you feel welcome. Some of you don't like to be greeted. That's okay. Just walk around, Bob, but that's really hard to do, right? Okay, so you get a hand. You walk warmly, right? Stand, okay, you stand. You see where the kids are. You see where the bathrooms are. You see where the coffee is. For me, it's both comfort and medicine. <laughs> Undiagnosed, I want to add. You see where the bathrooms are. You see where the information desk is. All from one spot. You see the movement of people to this space. This space is comfortable. You are greeted again. You're handed a program. We want to make it as easy as possible for a person walking through the door for the first time to be invited into this space. Once you get in this space, the music, well-rehearsed, familiar, new, upbeat, the sermon, hopefully relevant to life, the faith story, critical. It's placed at the end. It's the last spoken word. It's the extension of the sermon. It is the best illustration of the morning of the sermon. Outreach. It goes into what I do when I say what I do. It's why you might hear me quote the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. It's why you might hear a story from Rolling Stone or outside my magazine. It's why I might throw something at you to engage you, to have a little bit of fun. At times, poke the bear. It's all in the name of just trying to make this engaging so that you can hear about the reality that Jesus came to give each and every one of us life and says, follow me. Follow me. 
Outreach is inviting. It's being a place where people who know Jesus are inviting others to know Jesus. This is what happens Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday so that when you invite a friend, a neighbor, or a coworker who doesn't know Christ or doesn't go to church, you know the experience that they will have. You know the coffee's going to be good, the treats will be fresh, the experience won't be embarrassing to them. Outreach is not only being the place, but it's being the place where you and me where we are inviting. Timberwood lives and dies on us, inviting people who don't know Christ, who don't go to church into this space. The three things, the the three primary means of accomplishing this purpose, a three-legged stool, if you will, maybe a better illustration than starting with a right foot or a left foot. Outreach, spiritual formation, leadership. We're surrounded by this sense that a relationship with Jesus will make the difference in life. That's that's what plays in my brain. Surrounded by the sense that, that a relationship with Jesus Christ will make a difference in your life. That that this, this is a safe place for you and me and our friendships to happen, to occur, for us to invite others in. Having the programs necessary to meet the needs of our community of faith. Being a place where people who don't know Jesus can come to know Jesus. It's the movie that plays in my head. It's the highest desire that I have. It's the thing that I will live and die on. I'm willing to throw most anything out the window, but as Timberwood got off the ground, I was invited to be a part of it about, I don't know, six months after that first group of six met. I don't know, I think I was probably a little bit afraid. Maybe not afraid. Maybe I was too excited to know better. I first wrote this in 2008. I wrote it again, or used it again, in 2014. And I give it to you now because, because I think one of the best ways we communicate the truth of what this book has and the truth of the life of Jesus is through story. You see Jesus do this repeatedly in the Gospels. He talks about a concept, and then he's like, and check out that field. Talks about a concept, and then he's like, now check out this man who did this over here. And then he, he does this, uh, illustrate, and then he's like, and, and it's like this woman who does this thing over there. And he's constantly telling stories, illustrating the reality. 
A couple of years ago, someone's like, you tell too much stories, you know, and I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> if you don't like stories, this probably, probably won't be a church that you like because we like stories because we think stories communicate the truth and the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I first wrote this in 2008, used it again in 2014. Some of you have heard it. This will be your third time. It's the story, it's the movie, it's the thing that constantly plays in my head about what this place can and should be. A woman watches as her husband escorts her baby girl down the last 20 feet of the aisle. And as the tears run away from the corner of her eyes, she cannot help but think how grateful she is for all that went into this day. You see, 20 years ago, a group of people decided to be a part of something new, and they started a church. A couple years after it opened, the woman persuaded her husband to check it out with their little girl, age five. The atmosphere was friendly when they walked through the door, and even though none of them had been in church for years, there was a comfortableness about the people and the atmosphere. As they left that day, they knew they had found something unique. The music had been upbeat, the message relevant, and the children's programs. Well, let's just say that the little girl couldn't wait to get back to church. And that's where it all started. And now this woman, who had experienced both the joys and pain of life, was at one of the most delightful times. She thought about the day her husband decided to follow Jesus. And the day her daughter asked why it was important to have faith. And all of the days leading up to this point, and she thanked God for a place where her family could come to know Jesus. And now as they stood in the midst of bricks and mortar, she knew her daughter would have something that she never had, the benefit of growing up surrounded by a family of faith. People who would never pretend to be perfect, but would always be willing to support and love and encourage one another. People that would follow Jesus in good times and in bad. People that were willing to be a part of something much grander than their own lives. People willing to stake out ground and commit themselves to the building of a structure, realizing that it would be so much more than the sum of concrete, wood, and steel. It would be the place where people of faith would reside throughout the week. Please pray with me. Father, I thank you for the invitation to be a part of your kingdom. Jesus, Yeshua, Savior, Christ, Lord, I thank you for the invitation to follow you.
Spirit, continue to move in our hearts, in our minds, in our very being. Allow our hearts, our minds, and our very being to be oriented towards this idea of outreach, of being a place where people who don't know Jesus can come to know Jesus. And likewise, Spirit, move in the hearts of those today who need to start to follow. And if that's where you find yourself, just cry out to God. I want to start to follow Jesus today. God will hear that prayer. The Spirit will honor that prayer. And I guarantee you, your life will be changed. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.